Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is Old School on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. No DP here today. Uh, he is out. Jay Foreman is currently occupied. He should be here, though, for hour number two. At the very least, we'll have him on for uh, the start of the 5 o'clock hour. But make sure you stay tuned to 93.7 The Ticket tonight. Got uh, an hour and change of ticket weeknights. Should be the Amon Green show. Or actually, no. It's WTF. We got Stricky in the building. That's right. Stricky's coming back for WTF. And then also, we have our first high school basketball game of the year. Nick Sainert will be on the call. Joined by, drumroll please, Rock Lloyd. Ramel Lloyd Sr. joins Nick on the call. He'll be the color analyst. Uh, first game that we're doing here on the ticket is Gretna and Lincoln Southeast. Should be a great matchup. That one tips off at 7.15 uh, with pregame coverage, and then the game starts around 7.30. Uh, big thanks again to Kevin Meyer from Myers Cork & Bottle for stopping in for Thirsty Thursday. And, of course, to the Mercado Certified Piedmontese. Every type of meat, every type of cut for sponsoring Old School. Don't forget, tomorrow being Friday, they have their Friday lunch special down at their 30th and Yankee Hill location. Make sure you swing on it down there if you don't have any lunch plans. I believe they've posted about it on Instagram. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but I don't have to have it pulled up to know that it's worth going to get, that I would go get it if I had the ability to. So make sure you swing on by the the 30th and Yankee Hill location of the Mercado for their Friday lunch special. Let's go now to our Allo VIP line and welcome in Tom Chattel of the Omaha World Herald. Of course, our VIP line is brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. Tom, here's the thing. Same story, but different story for Nebraska football against Iowa. One possession game, heartbreaking loss. We've seen this before, another 13 to 10 game for Nebraska football. But hey, I guess there's a twist. You know, it was Iowa's third string kicker or second string kicker that did it, right? Guy that hadn't kicked all year that, you know, delivered the final blow. So that's different, at least, right? That's something. Yeah, you know, why is it that the Iowa's third team quarterback and backup kicker end up winning the game and Nebraska's can't, right? It's just, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's, uh, it's over. Um, I got a lot of feedback last week from a lot of people, and uh, you know, most people are, you know, understanding and patient, and I guess behind the whole, uh, you know, you got to build it. Everybody, everybody's behind rule, and but it's just frustrating, and and a lot of people, um, 
I, I didn't see a reason why they couldn't win that six games. And I, I agree to a point, but I thought, I thought they really squeezed it. I thought they really squeezed everything out of this, uh, out of this team if they could. I just, um, you know, they, I should have, they, 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 they should have been Michigan State, Maryland when, when they had the chance. I think those were the two that, uh, that, that probably had the most regrets, but, um, um, you know, everything is, you know, now they, now they got a, a busy off season. They, they, they've got to, they've got to take care of that roster. They've got, they've got to get, uh, some playmakers in there and then, Hopefully there were some guys who, who got developed this year who, who could help out next year. As you look at Nebraska finishing the year at five and seven, despite being five and three going into November, did Nebraska make enough progress? Did they make the amount of progress you thought they might coming into the year? How do you grade where Nebraska is now compared to where they started the year? Well, I didn't. I picked them to go six and six. And that was, to me, that was the... Uh, the ceiling. I thought this is. I didn't have enough players. I mean, enough returning guys. Um, you know, they won four games last year basically because of Casey Thompson and uh, Trey Palmer. They just, they just didn't have a lot of. You know, and and they they had some running backs, but then those guys got hurt. I thought this would be a year where they would try to win some games. And just build, and and, and they'd be trying to find some answers that they could carry on like next year. Um, but then they they got to five and three, and that's ruined it for everybody. <laughs> it's just, got everybody's hopes up. Everybody's looking for that. Okay, yeah, he got four games left. You know, they can do this. They can get that sixth win. It, it's doable. And um, you know, the way they scored points in their last two wins, it did, it did look doable. I mean. Harburg was making some plays with his legs, and he hit hit some deep passes, and the defense played lights out. And, I mean, you looked at at Michigan State and say, "Well, their, their season is over; they're not going to do much." And you know, the Nebraska came out flat for that one, and they still had a chance to win at the end or go for it. Um, you know, Maryland, I, I I still say that. But that was mismanaged. They, you know, I, I take my chances going for the field goal there, and uh, and then trying to hold them. Um, I just and you look at Maryland. You know, Maryland is pretty good. I mean, it's a good win. So, and I feel like you know, Nebraska played. Um, I think I was fourteen nothing at Wisconsin. Now that's still a tough deal, but they just ran out of. Ran out of plays in that game. They just didn't. The, the defense wasn't great. Um, I don't know. It's just it's um, and the Iowa game was just punt, 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 and um, you know that's an experienced player there at the end by Chuba. You got to throw it away. You know you can't throw it. I almost wish like I did in Maryland. Like I said was in against Wisconsin. Play for overtime. Don't worry about trying to score touchdowns or, I mean. Um, Alvaro had just missed a 44 yard or into the wind. You know, you didn't have a timeout left because they, they messed that up. So, so just, just run the ball and get an overtime. I mean, taking Iowa's offense into overtime, it, it didn't sound like a bad deal, does it? No. So, I mean, I just felt like they were, 
a few players and a, a few coaching decisions short of that six win, and, and uh, it's frustrating. So people have a right to be mad, and 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 they're very impatient. They're very hungry for that six win, and uh, you know rules upbeat after the game, and he's building, and um, you know I, I'm not saying they weren't trying to win. Sure they were, but I just feel like. There needs to be more urgency next year, going into next season, um, especially with, with the, the first half of that schedule. Uh, I think they uh, they got to get the, the coach. get things to where they 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 come out firing in that first game. It's it's, it's all set up to, to have a nice hot start mm-hmm. and, um, and and um, try to get into try to get the bowl bid secure before you before you start hitting the West Coast and some of those games. So anyway. Um, <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> I, I was going to say, so you mentioned the coaches and you mentioned the players. Those are really the, the two elements of football, which is easier for Nebraska to improve going into next year, the coaching decisions or the talent level. Well, I, I think what what's going on with Nebraska right now is more about talent than it is coaching. Um, good players and, and hopefully great players. <laughs> um, they make coaches look so smart. I mean, you don't have to worry about managing the game when you've got guys who can block and, and, and gain four or five yards of pop on, on the you know, running plays and, and hit, hit receivers who are open and not overthrow them and not throw interceptions and, and make mistakes and fumble. And, you know, you, you don't often see great players fumble. You know, that's, uh, that's an old saying. You know, heard that from coaches a long time ago. You know, the the good players don't don't make mistakes. That doesn't mean the guys at Nebraska aren't good players, but they're, they're certainly not good enough. I mean, you kind of hang on to the ball. And, um, you know, I, I don't think they need a big five-star quarterback to come in. Just go get a Joe Gans. I mean, okay, but what could Joe Gans have done with this offense? You, know, you, need, you need some guys around him, but he's going to hit – he's not going to make mistakes, and he's going to manage the – Offense and he's going to get in and out of good plays and I think some of Purdy's got some of that. And I, I I want to see more, but um, I think do I think Marcus Satterfield's the answer? I I don't I don't know. I'm 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 as skeptical as everybody else. Um, having said that, I thought the way they managed Harburg in the middle of the season that they, they did a nice job with that. They they you know they they tried to create this quarterback run game. And, and try to win games that way. You know, just once in a while, they just can't help themselves. They they gotta they gotta push the envelope. They gotta throw it, and that's when they got in, got in some trouble. But um, I think I just players offensive line Friday. Holy crap! I mean, I don't care what play you call on Friday. It wasn't gonna work because the Iowa defensive line was in the backfield as soon as the ball was snapped. I mean, there was nowhere to go for Purdy. I mean, it's just. You got to, they got to get that offensive line going. And maybe that was a bad game, but I don't care about Iowa's defense. Nebraska needs to have an offensive line that can take care of anybody. And that, that's just the way it is. So they've got to get that going. And that might take two or three years to, you know, but I think there needs to see market improvement next year and a lot of more urgency. So, Tom, you, you read my mind. I was going to go to the offensive line next. That was a, a group that was definitely maligned over last offseason coming into this year. Bryce Benhart wasn't perfect, but definitely played better. I mean, makes his 41st career start at Nebraska, um, you know, up there among all sorts of names, making making a lot of starts at Nebraska. 
Donovan Raiola, a big topic of conversation last off season. Did you see enough from him to say he could say goodbye to your credit card rewards? Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Be the answer for this offensive line, or is that just a talent thing again? They had some, they had some moments, and they certainly had had, had their share of injuries. Um, but I, th- I think next year is a big year for him. I, so I expect him back. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's going to be upset. I think that whole offensive, I think the offensive, they'll all be back. But I think they're all. Uh, under watch next year. They're on, on, under very close scrutiny, that whole offensive staff. Um, because, you know, receivers did really well. I mean, you know, Lloyd had some good plays there, but they, I mean, they, they, there were some drops, and you didn't always know if they were running the right route. Um, and I'd, I'd love to see Thomas Fedoni get going. I feel like, the, like there's a guy, I don't know if they would took him away and they just didn't find him enough. But, um, but you know, I think going forward, uh, a run-based offense with an offensive line and a tight end is, is going to be a lot easier to do than, you know, anything else. So, um, yeah, the offensive line is um, – it, 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 it isn't helping the portal. And I think they, they've got a nice base of guys coming back, but they've got to get better. And um, – you know, sometimes, uh, you know, running backs, uh, I, I can help you, you know, with better. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So, but Urban and, and Ramir Johnson come back. I, I, they're not really what you call difference makers. You know, they're not guys who change the game. They're, they're good, solid backs. But I, mean, I, I just right now, I think they just, they should be looking for a, a, anybody and everybody. Uh, I don't think they need to. Go get, go get 20 guys, but they need to supplement that offense with, with a few playmakers who can come in and, and change the game. We're, we're talking with Tom Chattel here on our Allo VIP line. Tom writes for the Omaha World Herald. And Tom, throughout the year, I've been reading uh, the World Herald's series on Memorial Stadium, the 100 years of it. Matt Rule might need to ask the contractors working on South Stadium if they know the Ghostbusters, try to get some of those late game demons out of there. But your piece that just went up today with all sorts of memories from fans without giving the whole piece away, what were one or two of those that stood out to you? Um, well, the, well, I love the, the one about the, 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 the guy climbing up the goalpost. I've never had like a, uh, a play by play description of being on top of a goalpost, what that was like. And he, uh, it sounded kind of scary, but, uh, and then, you know, what do you do? What do those guys do when they take a goalpost back to the frat house? He, 
he went he went into great detail there as well. So um, I appreciated that. I, I liked um, someone who used to go to games with my dad. Um, I love the one about the eighteen uh, two thousand eighteen the Akron opener, and um, you know there was no game, but the the dad really enjoyed himself and. And we was dancing in the rain, and and now the, you know the the son appreciated that that he had that memory now forever, and always was glad that they stayed and hung out that night, even though the game was called. And, um, to me, that that's what games and stadiums are all about. They're, the memories, you know, you're always going to win. There's going to be pain. There's going to be glory and celebrations, but. It's you know the, to me the Husker games and the stadiums for the the, the people you share those things with and um, I, 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 that's what I wanted to, to kind of convey uh, you know in that in that column so um, you know it's um, it, it, it was fun to do I, I meant to do it earlier but but uh, after the volleyball day in Nebraska and the state the season just started going I just kind of. Well, I lost track of it, so I wanted to make sure I got it in there. Yeah, that was a nice change of pace after after what everybody went through Friday. <laughs> I, I was going to say, better late than never. I highly recommend people go check that out at Omaha.com. Make sure you find it. Rivalry on Friday for Nebraska football. Big one next Sunday for both Nebraska and Creighton as the Blue Jays come down to Lincoln on Sunday afternoon. Nebraska won the game last year. Tom, what do you make of both Nebraska and Creighton through the first you know, early part of their respective men's basketball schedules? Yeah, Nebraska's really, um, they've, they've been impressive and they've, they've been consistent and they've taken care of business. And they had a couple games. Uh, Ryder was one of them where they, it, it, you know, it, it took a while to get going and the things were kind of hairier for a while. And now, okay, here's what they, here's where they have their uh, hiccup, but they didn't. And, um, um, they're playing defense. They're playing. You know, they're rebounding. They're they're hitting the shots, and they're just acting like a good team acts. And uh, I know they haven't really had the big schedule, but who cares? That's it's Nebraska basketball. They just need to learn how to win. And I think they're they're doing that. Um, Craig right now is is um, you know they're they're not reeling, but they're I'm sure they're but after after you know. Bad loss to Colorado State. And Colorado State's not a bad team, but that was a bad loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way the way they lost it, um, you know, they they added a lot of firepower, but they they, they lost athleticism uh, when when they lost Nemhard and uh, Kaluma. So they're trying to figure that out, how that's going to work. And they haven't really played a lot of athletic teams yet. Iowa's not athletic. Colorado State's probably not grand athleticism. But they, they just rely, Creighton relies so much on their shots. And uh, they missed an uncanny number of shots. That'll never happen again. I wouldn't count on that. But they're a different team than last year, and they're trying to figure all that out right now. Um, and they, they, they seem to hit, they seem to shoot better at home. So I don't know what uh, Nebraska can uh, do to the rims next week, but uh, Creighton. It'll be, uh, you know, they have to go to Oklahoma State Thursday night. So um, they're, they're, they're kind of searching right now. And, uh, you know, Nebraska's confident. Uh, you know, before the season, I would have said, well, Creighton will go in there and, 
I probably wouldn't comfortably. Um, well, I think now it's the, the you know, I think the, the, the margins are a lot closer right now. So it, it should be fun. We're 10 minutes away, too, Tom, from the volleyball selection show, Nebraska Volleyball, definitely in the running for the number one overall seed. Is this a vintage John Cook Final Four team? Is this less than that? What do you make of the Husker volleyball team going into the NCAA tournament? I think they're, I think they're the absolute best team. And, you know, you'd probably put Wisconsin right behind them. I watched a little bit of Texas. Texas isn't where Nebraska is. Uh, Louisville's not there. Um you know, there's Stanford. They've already taken care of that, so they they, they were a lot more physical than Stanford. Um, yeah, I think they're the best team. That they're obvious number one overall seed, but they're but they're going to get everything at home. So the next two weekends, so um, you know they'll have to they'll have to overcome a little bit. Um, and who knows? Maybe maybe who knows who they send here? You know, may have to overcome a lot the second weekend. But I expect to be in Tampa, and um, and then they'll just have they'll have to make plays. They'll have to step up and 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 go take it. Um, but yeah, this is this has been a. I mean, you know, thought all along the stadium match that something was going on this year. This was a special year, special team. The way they've handled themselves, won the Big Ten. Uh, you know, one loss. Um, I, I, I think this is uh, this is their tournament. Not their tournament. Not their tournament to lose. Because again, Wisconsin and Nebraska are very even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just who's going to make the plays. And uh, the other day, Wisconsin really wanted that uh, bad. But um, you know, we've got uh, this is fantastic, though. We've, you know, Omaha's in there this the first time ever, and. Uh, it's a true, you know, it's all four teams that were in volleyball day are in, in NCAA tournaments. So two in division two and two in division one. And you, you know, uh, uh, Creighton is just back uh, with, with their star player, uh, back now. And, and they're, they're pointing to it. Yeah. I have to wonder if they might match up Omaha with Nebraska in the first round. Um, as sort of a 16, one deal. I don't know if they'd do that, but, uh, they didn't like to send people very far, so Omaha might end up in Lincoln. Um, and, uh, you know, would, would they put Creighton in the same uh, region as Omaha or as Nebraska? I don't know. But uh, we'll find out really soon, won't we? So that's uh, exciting. It's, everybody's watching this year. Everybody's paying attention to this. And um, it's um, as we as we wait to see what's next for Nebraska football offseason, this is a, a – a great thing to pay attention to. <laughs> sure is a volleyball team that only has one loss on the year. A women's team that's been off to a pretty solid start. And then an undefeated men's basketball team as well. Plenty going on in Husker land. Make sure you check it all out on Omaha.com. Columnist Tom Chattel with us here on our Allo VIP line. Tom, as always, really appreciate the time. Have a good rest of your Sunday. Yeah. All right. Thanks. I'll see you later. There it is, Tom Chattel from the Husker Extra Hour uh, that airs Sundays from 4 to 5 p.m. here on 93.7 The Ticket, always a part of Ticket Weekends. We're going to take a break. Um, We ended that conversation, uh, Tom and I, talking Husker Volleyball. That was before conference awards were announced. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of hardware for the Huskers came in today. 
Not surprising for a team that only suffered one loss in conference play. But uh, who were those award winners for Husker Volleyball? I will uh, give you that information. A little commentary on it rounding out Hour 1 of Old School after this. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.